If your supercoach side has been taking a beating, if you need to hit that trade button, or you're just in the mood for a bit of footy banter, you've come to the right place. It's the Specialist Report Podcast. G'day everyone and welcome to the Supercoach Specialist Report. Nearing the end of 2016, only a couple of rounds to go in uh, Thank God. Classical Supercoach. Come on, Jack. That's not the way to start the podcast. Speak for yourself. Um, hopefully you're doing a little bit better than a few of us here. Well, a few of us, there's three of us. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, pretty much. Uh, we're uh, keen to get into the... Bit, talking about a Supercoach. Uh, yeah. Cade, you've just got back from a PT session and yep. Jack and I played basketball, so had a draw. Yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> they uh, need to put in overtime like they need to do in the NFL. Yeah, well, they had done. Yeah. Um, I was literally the shittest of all time. <laughs> bit like my Supergoat school. <laughs> <laughs> Should we kick think, it off with that then? I think if there was a Clint Jones of basketball, that would be me. <laughs> or Scott Lysett. Or a Scott Lysett. We'll get to that. So, That's a bit of a sore spot. <laughs> I was the shittest this week, and it's probably. There's probably one person to blame for that. I don't know who <laughs> it was. Who? Uh, we'll, we'll have a look. I scored 2,394, which is a pretty good score, except for everyone else scored 2,500. So, what are you to do? Uh, still staying in the 4K region, I moved out 173 spots. <laughs> so, the trend continues where I literally am not moving. Uh, still staying in the same spot. So, we'll be good to have a good week for once. Um, my captain was Maxi Gorn. So, he's the hero for the week for me. Uh, took his VC score. My trades for this week. Did a good trade. Um, I uh, was bringing in Luke Dalhouse this oh, week. That's pretty good. much everyone was. Yeah. Scored 113. Beauty. Very How good nice. is that? Yeah. Um, and, oh, God, wasn't I glad to get me to rid of Rich, Mitch Rabo? Yeah. He has just been uh, pitiful for me this year. Um, what did he, ha- he had scores of uh, 32, he had 83, 64, 65, 61, and 63. So that's, yeah, average of 61 in his uh, <laughs> six games before I traded him. Oh, yeah. So it was a perfect way to trade him. He's that's been exactly terrible. right. I'm yeah. sick of that, not having any of that. He's yeah. on a terrible run, maybe change the role. I don't know what it is. He has 131 <laughs> on the weekend against the Blues. So about at three quarter time, he was on 99, and I just texted you, blokes, and I said, I'm sick of this game, yeah. uh, super coach. <laughs> so. Could it get any worse from there? At least you had Scotty Lysett to back him up. It was going to be all right. Well, the thing was, they were both shit last week. Uh, Scott Lysett had 57, I think, and uh, Mitch Rabo, well, he had in the, he had 63. So it was trade one of those two For the coin. Um, shitheads. Yeah. And I traded Mitch Rabo because, you know, it'd be good to have the DPP Ruckman there yeah. in case a Gorn or a uh, Goldstein goes down and gets injured. So You've done all the right things. I held Scott Lysett. <laughs> it's what you do. And... Um, he had two. <laughs> two he scored. He scored. He scored two. So he didn't get concussed. He didn't do a Clay Smith. He didn't get concussed. He yeah. uh, he got a bit of a corky. The poor oh. guy. He got a corky, <laughs> and he played fifty percent of the game time. And still scored, scored two. Scored two. He scored two. <laughs> I could score two. Pretty sure that he, at half time he was on about eight or something. Probably, and yeah. then he went down. Uh, he had three or four free kicks against. Um, he was literally just so bad. <laughs> I I don't know how you could score two. Two. He scored two. 129 point uh, turnaround from that trade, trading Rabo over um, Scotty Lysett. So let's hope that he can recover from that massive corky yeah. and get out this week and score in the double figures for me. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, not happy at all. There's Move a on. Hero on Move on from me, Jack, and uh, yeah. just enjoy 
being yeah. second because it's uh, not going to last. It's incredibly rare. Mm. But yes, I did score higher than one of you two blokes. I scored 2,427 uh, this week. My villain is Dylan Shield. Probably been villained a lot this year. Yes. But he was my lowest scorer with 72. Well, I actually was able to uh, yes. bench him um, because I've got the extra midfield premium. So his 72 was on my bench, which is uh, typical of him having a poor score, even yeah. though he had that 30 touches. Yeah, he. when I looked at the uh, DT stats after work, I thought, oh, he's had a good yep. one. Go on there, he's had 72. I don't Seriously, know can is. you tackle someone? Well, speaking of tackle someone, did you see the final 10 seconds of that game? He, he tried to tackle He it. gave yeah. the football to Nick Nat. He just <laughs> looked at it and said, here you go, Nick Nat, you can have that. He literally just, get a hardball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had 30 touches and, oh, I don't know. Yeah, so he's my villain. Uh, hero, fair few to choose from. Most were just uh, around the 110, but obviously Dane Zorko and Max Gorn scoring 151. Massive. Absolutely huge. Yep. Zorko was on, I don't know, he was flying at halftime on, I think, 100 already. So he tapered off a bit, but you cannot complain with 151. And shout out to Cornelio, who I traded in a week ago. He had 114, so... Good on you, mate. You took uh, Dangerous Captain. I did yeah. take Dangerous Captain, which was disappointing. I couldn't VC anyone but Pendlebury. And on Saturday night, I was deciding whether to go with Gorn, but I thought, no, I know how terrible my Richmond team is. Danger will tear him up, <laughs> and he didn't. So, yeah, not great, but... Danger's been plotting lately. He has. He's had 99, then 101 in the last two weeks. So, I think he's just cruising at the Average moment. 100. Only averaging, only averaging 115 in his last three. Yeah. So, it's really poor. Yes, that really is poor. poor. Him. Came for Captain's Corner this week then. Yes. Yeah, uh, with that Dangerfield dilemma. Yes, there is a large dilemma. Dilemma. <laughs> yeah. How'd you go, Kate? <clears throat> Did you top score? You never top score. I top scored once oh. again. Surprised. 2,484 for me. Let's hear him sulk about what went wrong uh, for him this yeah. week as well. I'll get to that. Uh, I'm now 595 overall. I am 9.8K. Just so you You're know. the top 10. Top, t- top 10K. No, top 20K. Oh, 19. 19. Oh, I thought you said yeah. 9. Don't get excited. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. how have you nearly Catching. caught me? Yeah. No, 19.8k. Oh, that's good though. Yeah. For you. So, it's my your hero... rank this year, I think. 17k is actually my highest oh, rank this year. Keep going. Yeah. My hero was Tom Rockliffe. Uh, he was my captain. 159. Uh, top scorer for me as well. But uh, my villain, well, I've done this twice now. <clears throat> I've, Pretty uh, funny. <laughs> it is. I had Gibbo on the bench. Uh, he scored 99. I'll take that. So who do I put on uh, the bench to loophole him on? Hmm. Bartel or Rant? Well, I looked at the stats. Bartel averages like 117 against Richmond. Low score of 95 before the weekend against them. Ah. In his and, career? Uh, yeah, in his career. Ah, okay. And uh, Rant, okay. He averages 67 uh, versus the Cats mm. with a high score of 95. And... Well, it's polar opposites. Rant had 126, his highest score ever against them. On the pine. On the pine. And Bartel had 48, his lowest score ever against uh, Richmond on the field. So, thanks for that. That's good. Uh, 70 point turnaround there. Yeah. Great. Should take a look at uh, some blokes that know what they're doing. And that <laughs> is our Supercoach Specialist group. Blitzem is still ranked uh, number one in that group for us. He's 28th overall. So still thereabouts, but uh, hasn't been moving in the last couple of weeks, unfortunately. Swervies uh, has gone in. He's 53rd. And RDFC is 66th overall. So 
Good work to those three blokes, and plenty are still in the top 1,000 doing really well. I just want to mention, in one of my leagues, my cash league actually, I'm um, through the semis, playing against the, the B-Sharps, who are ranked 131st overall. So I'm obviously rooted. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but we only have seven players different. It seems this year more than ever that play, teams are just so alike. Yeah. Um, each team has at least a dozen Everyone else has at the moment. And it's so hard to make up ground. At, um, and that's why I think the VC loophole is so important. But seriously, seven players different and he's 131st. He doesn't have Scott Lysert, granted. <laughs> um, could be a factor. Uh, didn't have Mitch Rabo through his uh, shit patch. But seriously, um, it's getting harder and harder to get a unique side. I think it's because of all the... Uh resources that we all have now. Yeah. Yes. We, We're we, partly to blame for yeah, it. Probably. We bring out the NAB spreadsheet uh, every yep. pre-season. Everyone can have a look at that. Get the um, right rookies. and yeah. uh, There's just so many uh, sources of information. So it is more difficult. And when you pick your pods like your vineys and your shields and they don't go well, yep. you go absolutely down the toilet. It makes it tough as well because this year especially it seems there's been a lot of injuries. So yeah. people have just been going to the reliables like your danger fields. Yeah, and um, except for you, down back, Kay Simpson, Doherty. Nah, okay. It's re- like if you think about it, six forwards. There's probably six good forwards. Besides that, like yeah. you're scraping the barrel. Yeah. Um, so, yes, tough this year, but um, I'll I'll beat him. I'll I'll back you. Thanks. Few injuries around. Uh, probably the most important one is Ching Wingard. Haven't talked yes. about Ching in a while. No, Miss we him. haven't. It's that's good shit. Miss him a bit. Fallen yeah. off the face of the earth. He mm-hmm. has. Well, he was going to be uh, an absolute superstar about back a year to back ago. Back-to-back All-Australian? Yes. <laughs> Especially after this year's performance. Yeah. Anyway, he had 32 on the weekend after doing his hammy. String is done and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have him, definitely have to trade him. He's in 9% of teams, which is more than I think, but I think people get in, yeah. get uh, caught by the Bruce McAvaney syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, if you have him, he's definitely a trade. Scott Lysett, Jordan, do you reckon he'll be coming back this week? Well, I bloody hope so. Because uh, if not, Tom Phillips is going to have to do a job for me. <laughs> no, I do have one trade in hand, luckily. But he should be right to get up. And if he's, well... It's Friday night game, so that's a bit rough. That is tough. But with uh, Nick Natanui still not 100% fitness, he has to be giving him a chop out. Yeah. Uh, because... Hawks running with the two-man um, Ruckman yep. combo as well. So it's, it'll be tough. So he better play um, and he better score more than two. Yeah. Unlikely against Hawks, <laughs> but we'll see. I'll back him for a five. Yeah. Taylor Adams. A few pies, I think, have gone down. Taylor Adams, yes. Ben Reid. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure of the others, but those two are probably the most super coach relevant, both out for the season. Penabry's still... Uh... Every injury is out for the season. Yeah. yeah. There's, only, there's yeah. only two weeks left, so yeah, exactly. if you've got an injury, might as well trade him. And you have no trades. You're stuffed, like me. <laughs> so, yeah, um, he's out for the rest of the season along with Ben Reid. Not much else going on, I don't think. No, Jimmy Bartel copped a knee to the head. Yes. I wouldn't call that an injury. No, that happens every week to yes. Jimmy, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's he gets concussed every second week. Uh, no doubt, though, there will be some... Probably some more news coming out later this week with yeah. some restings and that sort of thing. So keep your eye out. Because I reckon on Thursday night, uh, we're going to be tested, yeah. possibly, with a few things. So hopefully you've got some reliable backup around the grounds. It is uh, pretty good, though, that most teams have to play their best sides to either get that top four spot yes. or get into the top eight. So it'll only be the bottom six, you'd think, that would be resting blokes uh, for the rest of the season. Because mm-hmm. there's important games around still. So obviously we're a bit uh, 
strapped for topics to talk about this week. Not much happening, but... Well, there's not many people have trades left. Yeah. No. And that's why we've got the uh, the table. Yeah. The run-home table on Tuesday trades, Tuesday trades for on, you. If you haven't To read. make sure you are maximising that trade, uh, or those trades that you have. Have you got a couple, Cade? Left, left two, left, yep. So hopefully you've got a, a trade or two up your sleeve, and, you, and if uh, you need a trade this week, because there might be some injuries, or... Maybe you've just got Scott Lysett and uh, Smith Rabo and other guys in your team that just aren't good at all. <laughs> I'm um, actually hoping there's an injury this week. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one, actually. Well, it would actually be good for me because not many people have trades left and I have two, so... That's right. Should we go around for a few options? We shall. The easiest uh, draw, Supercoast draw, yep. uh, wise, over the next two rounds is the Doggies. So you can't go past, well, probably the most popular trade in the last two weeks, Luke Dahlhouse. That's he's right. Still 400k exactly, so you're getting pretty good value. Averaging 96. Yes. And he's 400k. And scored 113 on the weekend. And was averaging he's, about 110 at one stage at the start yeah. of the season. So. Easiest draw coming up. You can't really say no to Luke Dalhouse. There's nothing mm. against his against yep. the trading for him. If you don't have him, you don't have any trades left. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. much yeah. Pretty much how it goes. Um, so get on Luke Dalhouse. Perfect for the bench spot as well, even if you don't need uh, a replacement. Yeah. And you can swing him mid and forward. So, yep. as you say, Ken Lupo him on. Another one who I have had a sneaky little Brownlow bet on, Marcus Bontempelli. Wow. 555k mid. I thought you were going to say $555 on him. <laughs> no, but I have put a few uh, of my hard earned on him. Uh, he's averaging 116 in his last five, and he is not phased by really anything, as we saw a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Kicked three on the weekend, I believe. What did he score? Around 120, 20-ish, I think. Um, so, 137. Yeah. 137. Yep. So he's uh, a great option and a pod because he's only in 10% of teams. Even with all the attention he gets, he still just gets it done, yeah. um, which is great to see. Coming up against a couple of easy sides in the last two weeks, yeah. he should perfect run. do it easily. I think he did the same thing last year. The back end of his season was just dominant. Would have yeah. loved to have got on him about uh, six or seven weeks ago. Yeah, because his second half has been incredible. Any other dogs we should be looking at, Jordan? Well, I'd like to hit you with a pod. The Pod Squad. This guy probably is already in uh, the Pod Squad. I think I might have mentioned him at some point this year. And he's off the back of a nice 49 on the weekend. Massive. That is Matthew Suckling, who is only 366,000. And we all know that he can hit Hunji. Uh, on his day, and coming up against the Bombers this week, he should be taking that many uncontested marks across half-back and along the wing. It's not even funny. Uh, so I'll back him in for um, a pretty good uh, stretch in the last two weeks. And at 366k, if you have, um, say, a Chad Wingard with no money left over, you can go to Suckling without too much trouble. Uh, someone else that I would like to touch on is... From Adelaide, who have the third best draw. Did uh, we mention this bloke last week? Over the next two weeks. No, we didn't. Oh, who is it? This is a pod, and it is Eddie Betts! Eddie Betts! Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts uh, has averaged 112 over his last three weeks, and Adelaide's draw has been pretty easy over that time. Playing Essendon, he had 138. Brisbane, he had 84. And Fremantle on the weekend, he had 113. So... Shows you that he doesn't mind the easy flat matches. He doesn't really. mind a flat track. Yeah. And they have a pretty flat track over the next two. Yeah. Uh, coming up against Port Adelaide this weekend, who uh, have been giving up some high Supercoach scores. And earlier in the year, uh, he had 142 against them. 
Wow. wow. So he doesn't mind down. the showdown. And then he's got West Coast at home, uh, who he averages 81 against, but um, hasn't been too bad against them in uh, recent times. So, Eddie Betts is another one of my pod squad entrance uh, for this week. Beautiful option. Bit, uh, you need a bit of cash to go to bets from Wingard. Yeah, you will. 447k, so not the cheapest, but uh, averaging 91 over his last five games. He's in some pretty good form, and uh, he did go up 35k this week, so that hurts. That explains but, it. But he's still not too expensive, at least. Yeah. Speaking of forwards, do we reckon uh, Buddy Frank can click another 13 on the weekend? Cade's Grenade. Funny that you mentioned uh, Buddy Franklin Jack <laughs> yes. because he's actually the grenade this week. Wow. Uh, he's 443k and. Same price as my. Yep. Eddie Betts! Same price as Eddie Betts, but Buddy Franklin is probably the biggest confidence player in the game. Yep. And if he, if he feels like he's up and about, he's up and about. Uh, 141 against he's the Saints. He's up and about against the Saints, that's for He sure. was. Kick six. Um, playing north in Tassie. We last all know what happened we, last time. Last time he was there, it didn't go well for North. No, 234 Supercoach that time. Uh, so maybe he can repeat that. And then the last round he has uh, Richmond, Alex Rance. But uh, I think he played all right on Rance last time. He did, actually. Time. Um, yeah, he was pretty solid against him. In that uh, famous game oh, where Sam uh, Lloyd kicked the sausage. Yes, he did kick a very nice sauce. Uh, you were up and about that night, Jack. Yeah, I was up and about. Uh, last time I've been up and about for the whole season with Richmond. Anyway, uh, he scored 101. So not bad for Buddy Franklin. Yep, not bad for um, someone up against Rance who's held forwards um, pretty well this year. But he's down at uh, Tassie yep. this week. So probably be a different story. And... Uh, Yes, the ultimate Hail Mary, because yeah. Bay Franklin, when he's on, you're right, he can go 140-plus, even 200-plus. Uh, <laughs> so if you if you really got nothing to lose this week, why not go, buddy? Because he actually hasn't been that... Um, no. He's not really had any poor games this year. He's been pretty consistent around the um, 90 mark. So. He did have a 60 a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. he was injured that game. Kurt Tibbet could possibly be back this week mm-hmm. um, as well, so that's one to consider. So I reckon, uh, I reckon he's in for a big one. Mm-hmm. There's no, a- Nathan Grimer this week, though. Yes. Uh, for North. Grimer. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, another massive pod, which is probably the ultimate put your balls online, which mm. I saw on Tuesday Trades, which is yep. where I get a bit of my information from for the podca- podcast. <laughs> That's um, why you're doing so shit this year, yeah. <laughs> Um Stephen Motlock. Ford mid. He- I actually mentioned him last yeah, week. Yeah, I think we did mention him last week, yeah. but just probably should touch on him again. Um he is a chance against Brisbane and Melbourne in the last two weeks. To go nuts. To go absolutely crazy. We said it last week, but yeah, he's, he's scored under 60 five times this year. 47, 27, 56, 58, 53. Had 63 against Essendon uh, as well. 51 earlier in the year. So he does throw in multiple shit ones, but he throws in the odd good one. He had a patch where he scored 133, 155, 129. Three weeks in a row. So if he could finish off the season strong... Um, then he's a great proposition for those who really need to make up ground. Another confidence player, and he was good in the last quarter against yeah. uh, against mm-hmm. the Tigers, had a couple of uh, clutch um, shots on goal, and uh, was a bit inaccurate, but kicked, did, did kick one. Four behinds before he kicked a goal. So uh, hopefully he can bring that form into the next couple of games. i uh, got an option down back who I've had in my side uh, for the last few weeks since he came back with injury. Jason Johannesson. 435k, so still pretty cheap, and he's averaging 92 
which is pretty good for a defender. Scored just 75 on the weekend, but the three previous weeks to that, he had 87, 102, and 110. So he's been in decent form. Has a soft run, as we said, with the doggies earlier, with Essendon and Frio. And should hopefully go well against them. Loves Eddie had um, earlier in the year. He scored 130, 123, 70, and 97 there. Four weeks on the trot. So good pot option, only in 9% of teams. And you're one of those 9%, aren't you, Jack? I am. And me and Pods this year have worked out incredibly well. <laughs> Taking a look down back, and the most in-form defender at the moment is Alex Rance, averaging 130 in his last three. Cade, you'd be happy is. with that. Yeah. And, uh, I've got one two of those. Scores. Two of those. Benched him twice. <laughs> um, and 112 in uh, his last five. Coming up against the Saints this week. Should have another 100, hopefully. Um, but 526k, you're going to be forking out a little bit for him. Bit cheaper is Josh Gibson. He's actually cheaper than Johansson as well. 406k. Uh, we've mentioned he's in my side. He's thrown um, a few shit ones recently. Though. He has. Uh, playing West Coast this week, and he had 191 against them. I think uh, you think they might have figured out the fact that they should probably man up on him. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> he had 38 touches or something. 20. 28 in the first half or something ridiculous. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. Just keep an eye on him, I reckon. Um, oh, he's actually my loophole off the bench. So if he scores 191, I'll probably take Bartel off this time, I reckon. And then Rance will have 12. Yeah. <laughs> Captain's Corner. Last weekend, Dangerfield wasn't good again, as we said. Uh, and it's getting even more important as this preliminary final weekend. Do or die for every single Supercoach player. To get your VC or C right, I couldn't this week. Taking it from me, VC, Max Gorn, and he scored 151. You two blokes had a good VC. Kate had Rocky, and you had Gorn. Yep. Well, I had to take Dangerfield's 101. So having that loophole is really important, so you have to look at that before the weekend. That's right. It's a 50-point turnaround. But it is huge. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, Especially with the competition being so tight at the top end of the uh, rankings, as George yep. said. All teams are the same, so... Got to get that VC loophole uh, right. Especially when you can pot it up like you and have Rocky score 160. Yeah. So, uh, it's really important, as we've repeatedly said. <laughs> Dangerfield is first cow off the rank. Scored 166 earlier in the year against Brisbane. Is only averaging 100 in the last two weeks. And I said this last week, but probably should back him in. Can't have three poor ones in a row, I wouldn't reckon. No, but Mitch Rambo. Mitch Rambo, but Mitch Rambo. I don't think he can stay with the power and speed of Dangerfield. Oh, well, that's what I was did, saying. Did he tag Gibbs on the weekend? I think he did. Uh, he went to Patrick Cripps. Oh, Cripps. Well, he did. Cripps had one head in. In the first half, he did well on him, and then Patrick Cripps went, hang on, Mitch Rabo, you're a spud. Yeah. <laughs> you're literally a spud with arms and legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me just uh, tell you up now. So, yeah. And the way that uh, Brisbane has been performing, just despite the weekend, um, you'd think they'll be smashed by Geelong, especially because they'll be looking for percentage. So... He'll need to get off to a good start because he didn't against Essendon and he struggled. So yep. he needs to have a big first quarter. Old danger. Plays on Sunday, so you have to see him. So um, hopefully he goes well um, and we all get a good captain score from him. Joel Selwood, in the same game, loves playing Brisbane. Scores Ooh. of 142, 171 and 142 in his last three. Ooh, which is huge. And averages 121 against them overall. Is an alternate option to Dangerfield if you can't trust him anymore or don't think you can trust him or need those extra points um, in order to win a prelim. Um, you could make that decision because it's so late in the weekend. You could say, I need to catch up 70 points. Or I'll chuck the C on Selwood 
so that maybe he outscores Dangerfield and you win your prelim. Uh, Scott Penelbury, think he should hopefully bounce back. 135 and 134 in his last two against Gold Coast. Can't keep a good man down. You can't. He's come back from injury. Didn't look great on the weekend, but you wouldn't think they'd play him again if he was ginger again this weekend. So if he does play, expect him to perform well. Max Gorn, 168, 151 the last two weeks. Doesn't love playing Carlton, averaging 51 from his two games against them, Mm. but don't think that matters at all. Not this year. No. Um, So he's a good one. Could possibly... They see him, but he's also on the Sunday, so you'd only be able to back him up with a really danger field. And the last one, Sam Mitchell. Thought I'd just chuck him in because he's a Friday night VC. Yep. Averages 115 against West Coast. Had 130 on the weekend. Sam Mitchell's the type of bloke this year. He's either having 120 plus or 80. He's yeah, had, pretty much. He's had uh, a few three 130 pluses in the, last th- in the last six to seven weeks, but he's also had three under 90. So... You can't really rely on him, but he's the perfect VC, uh, considering his record. And he scored 144, 116, and 134 in his last three against them. Will you be uh, doing that this week, Jack? Uh, I might think about it, actually, because I'll probably back up Danger no matter what. Yeah. So it's it's something to look at. Obviously, Hanbury and Parker you can also look at as well. Um, Not an awful lot to lose, really. No, there isn't, especially when you're 20K. So I'll have all those options out for you. Uh, Thursday in Captain's Corner, give it a good read. Um, Especially what uh, what happened uh, after what happened this week with Max yeah. Gorn going big and against the Blues, I reckon I would probably choose to captain him over a danger field. That's a large call as my uh, Sunday captain. He's just in ridiculous form. He is at the moment, big Gorny. So I think they'll uh, they might go with a double team, the old Carton, because Loby yeah. is the worst and he couldn't do anything against Max Gorn. Um, so maybe teams will find the cotton on <laughs> I think I'll go with D. Hannabury. The form he's been in lately mm. is yeah. unbelievable. Averaging 137 from his last three games. Uh, you take any of those scores that he's had as a captain score. Mm-hmm. I think that's a direct correlation with not having him in CC last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, so don't put him in the Yeah, I won't. I won't. Sneaky option for the C, though. If you've got Marcus Bond with Pally yeah. against the Dons, the last game of the round, so you can pretty much VC anyone yeah. if you've got... That'll be huge. Someone to back him up. So plenty of options around. Uh, maybe none that stand out like dogs balls uh, yet. No. But, but they uh, will. They yeah. will. The dogs balls will come <laughs> to light uh, on Captain's Corner. There's lots of... Uh, all the Cs or VCs are on Sunday. It feels like Gorney and Danger yep. have been playing really close lately, so hopefully... You've got to pick one. Yeah, you do have to pick one. Makes it even more difficult. Yeah, if you do have that loophole. But at least in round 23... They play each other. So that's really frustrating also. <laughs> <laughs> At least they play each other. <laughs> well, it's very important this week that we get our trades right. And we want to make sure we maximise our score for this week to get us into the Supercoach Grand Final, which is what we're all after. Um, hopefully you're in that position, unlike a few of us here. Um, <laughs> uh, in I'm, in that, I'm in that position. We're all in that position, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, we are actually. Yeah, in, that's uh, me. Well, when yeah. you're we're in ten leagues, you give yourself a fair shot of being <laughs> in a position in one of them. Yeah. But that's why we got to take a look back and learn from history at some of the great games in round twenty-two, which was yep. previously round twenty-one. Yeah. In uh, two thousand and eight, we had a big one from Leon Davis. He had one forty-five. Oh wow! Nice against uh, the Sydney Swans. Not to be outdone by Roger Hayden. For the oh, Fremantle man. Dockers, uh, he had 149 Supercoach points uh, from 25 possessions. Oh, Hades. 
So Legend of the game. You 136 of the best games you'll see <laughs> yeah. uh, from Big Rog. But hang on. You can do better than that. That same um, week, David Hale uh, playing for North yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, Hale. He had 13 touches. How many goals do you reckon he kicked in a, against Melbourne. the Cats? Against the Cats for North. Yeah. I have a feeling it's a lot because you wouldn't have said this otherwise. Well, he had 146 of the edge. I would say seven. I reckon he had six. He kicked eight goals too. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> he had eight snags against the Cats. Is that a career best? I'm saying. Uh, the, rest, the rest of the team had five. All together. <laughs> That's so, a big hat. Um, they uh, have on him? Who knows? Uh, probably Darren Milburn. Taking a look at uh, the second last round in 2007, though, David Howell. Once again? Not quite. Oh. But another eight goals went the way of big Scotty Lucas oh. against the Eagles. The greatest uh, full forward of all time. <laughs> That's exactly right. You'll never, you'll never find a bigger... Left boot no. than uh, Big Scotty Lucas. He had 160 super coach points um, again in that one, and uh, yeah, towed up, uh, towed up West Coast. So if you can find a Scotty Lucas this week to bring in, might be a a, a grenade like a Buddy Franklin mm-hmm. could go for a 160. Might be another Scott L uh, that's playing this week. You know, maybe you want to go for Shannon Grant. He had 139 that year uh, uh, against the Western Bulldogs. So what you're saying? Is that the pods can pay off? If you get in someone That's exactly like exactly right, like David Hale. Who would have had David yeah, Hale? Exactly. No one. You get in Josh Jenkins maybe for the last round against West Coast. Does like uh, kicking eight goals now and again. Yep. Has done a few times this year. Get him in, and he has your one forty, and you win your Supercoach Grand Final, and you have bragging rights over all your mates. That's right. So it can happen, people. Got a question on Facebook. This one's from uh, Tim Fraser, and he he's unfortunately got. Uh, Chad Wingard and his side. Not much cash to go around though, so he wants to know who's the best option at you know around 400k mark for Chad Wingard. Dalhouse is your number one. He's around 400k, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly 400k. Yeah. So he's your number one. But as we were just saying earlier, could go with a uh, the ultimate pod. Could go with someone like Matt Suckling, uh, as you said, or Jeremy Howe. He's 427k. Have a look. He's been alright for you, actually. He has. He's not scored below. He's scored below eighty only once since I think about round twelve. So yeah, been pretty good. If you do have Matt Suckling as well, that's a bit of DPP swingage there. Yeah, defense uh, forward. So there's a few pods around uh, if you have a good hard look at four hundred k. And we obviously mentioned Steve Motlop as They'll well. They all come with risk, especially Steve yep. Motlop. Um, so Mitch Robbo is around that price yeah, as well. Scotty Lysett is he around Scott, there? Yes, he certainly is. <laughs> oh, uh, won't be for long because he break Evans through the roof. <laughs> Got another question from Facebook. This comes from Brett Connell. Uh, he says... Brett. Yeah, old Brett, mate. Mm-hmm. He messages us all the time. Brett wants to know, he got two trades left, but like me, yeah. uh, does he use one on a loophole this week and trade in someone like Luke Dahlhouse for the bench or save it for injuries? I... Is, is he full premium? That's I'm the question. Sure. Not... How's he sitting? I'd say if he's looking at loopholes on the bench, as he yeah, probably he be and his room. opponent as well. You got to check out your yeah. opponent and how they're going to roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a couple of things you got to look at. But if you got two up your sleeve, I'd probably be using one this week. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's to make yourself a loophole. So you might say, "No, I want to save my trades because what if there's outs next week?" But hopefully, if you bring in a an extra premium onto your bench this week, they will be there to potentially cover any yeah. outs. Uh, so and if you don't have an out. Win-win. That's exactly right. just cover. 
Uh, well, you're in that same boat, Kay. What yes, do you think you're I doing? am. Well, I have no cash, so I can't really make any trades. Uh, maybe you with do my a benches. maybe do a downy this week. Could do a downy. <laughs> a, to- a Tom Downey <laughs> could do a downgrade um, don't really have much around have Sam Reed 230k uh, might go down to a spud and uh, maybe save that for next week might do an upgrade but not much much flexibility happening no, um, in well, terms of cash on my team talking about that uh, downgrades if you're going to do a downgrade as I mentioned in Tuesday trades just go to, down to the cheapest guy you can get Yeah, doesn't really matter as long as you've got someone on your bench that's going to play over the next two weeks uh, you don't care who you bring in. You want to get the cheapest guy, preferably a DPP to give you a bit more flexibility over the coming two weeks. But it's a pretty good question there from Brett. I got a question from Adam Filkins from Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he's wasn't really happy with the panel real long weekend. Thought he looked a bit proppy. He's got a few trades up his up his sleeve. Got four. Do you think he should do a Pendlebury to Bontempelli trade? Was that? Do you say that all in 140 characters? Yes. Oh, it was good. it was a lot quicker than that. Or just uh, you know translating it for us. Yeah, exactly. And pff, I reckon no. I was going to say yes, but mm. seeing as um, Collingwood play the uh, the Gold Coast Suns this week, yeah, I'd be holding on to uh, Scotty Penderbury if I can. With Taylor Adams going down as well, a bit more um, for him to to do. And we saw Gold Coast. Not that it would matter. They're not going to go any near anyone. Yeah. Uh, David Zaharakis dominated on the weekend, and he. If he has someone within five minutes of him, he can't get a kick. Averages, That's how bad he's been averages, with the tag this year. 18 disposals with the tag, hmm. 28 without. So that should tell you something, Rocket E. Don't know what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he dominated on the weekend. So yeah. Scott Penabry, I'll back him for a yeah for a decent score this yep. week. And with, if you um, can get Bont for someone else, maybe. Yeah. does have uh, Hawthorne in grand final. Week, That's though. exactly right. We're not going to tag him, though. No. He can do what he wants, we'll still win. Might still perform well. <laughs> um, but yeah, good question there, mate. That's Stumps. Yeah. On the second last podcast of the Home and Away Supercoach season. Mm. Uh, hopefully, you're in a decent spot this week, ready to tackle uh, your opponent in semi and get through to the grand final, the all-important granny next week. It's uh, flown this year. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you've got a, maybe a trade up your sleeve and can uh, better your squad. Jack, Cade... Uh, well, mm, you're not going to make any trades Zero this week, Jack. Zero for me this week. <laughs> Cade, you're potentially going to do a downy. Yep, I might do a downy. Depends on the uh, teams this week. I'll yep. wait for them before yeah, I do I'm, anything. Yeah, uh, I'm foreshadowing. I reckon um, there's going to be some carnage in the teams possibly this week. And uh, I've got the one trade up my sleeve just in case some of that falls my way. So if nothing happens, you save that for next week? Probably, yeah. Probably yeah, do, but I don't have any cash, so it's pretty much a straight trade uh, at this point in time, and probably will be from Lyset. So <laughs> we'll see how we go. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, podcasts are getting shorter and shorter at this point in time of the year, yeah, um, yeah. as people get fewer and fewer trades. But make sure you give Captain's Corner a read uh, because you can make Very up, important. as we said, a lot of points there. And Tuesday trades. If you got any uh, any trades. You want to make sure you make the most of them. So uh, take a look at each team's run home, and we've got quite a few options there for each of those uh, teams you should be targeting. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, hit us up Twitter and Facebook with any of your questions and leave a review on iTunes. It would be much appreciated if you could do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, speak to you next week. We'll catch mm-hmm. you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Specialist Report podcast. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes and visit supercoachspecialist.com for more.